This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, December 13th, 2019. I'm Caleb Brown. The Jones Act represents a substantial, if largely invisible, intervention into trade among the several states. And few places in America are more affected than our 50th state, our southernmost state, and the state that gets so much of its products via ship, Hawaii. Kali'i Akina is president of the Grassroot Institute in Hawaii. We talked about the costly effects of the Jones Act when we spoke in Colorado Springs in October. First, let me say aloha to all of your listeners out there, especially your friends at Cato Institute. Hawaii is the most isolated archipelago on the planet. So everything we get is either shipped in or flown in, and the vast majority of it comes by ships, deep-bottom carrier ships. Okay. So what individual problems are posed uh, under federal law for your ability to get those things? Well, we have this 100-year-old federal law. In 2020, it will be 100 years old, called the Jones Act. Senator Jones set that up way back when. And as a result of it, our shipping is astronomically higher than anywhere else in the country. Other places that are affected by it are Puerto Rico and coastlands as well. The Jones Act has several rules that make it a little bit difficult to get shipping at a at a cost-effective rate. I can tell you about those if you'd like. Absolutely. Go ahead. Well, first of all, keep in mind the Jones Act covers all shipping that takes place between two U.S. ports. So, for example, Los Angeles and Honolulu or California's southern coast, San Diego and San Francisco. And if cargo is being taken between any two American ports, it has to conform to four rules. Number one, it has to be U.S. on a ship that is U.S. built. Secondly, it has to be on a ship that is U.S. flagged. Third, a ship that is at least three-quarter U.S. manned. And fourth, a ship that is owned by a U.S. firm. And that's what the Jones Act does. So any one of those elements could go away and the lot of Hawaiians with respect to shipping might improve somewhat. Well, actually, there's one in particular that would really help people in Hawaii and across the entire country, and that is to allow our commercial shippers to do what our military does, which is to buy our ships from allies or foreign sources. You see, if we could buy our ship from a foreign source, such as our ally South Korea or Tokyo or Norway, we'd be able to acquire that at one-fifth the cost or one-fourth the cost of what we pay right now under the Jones Act. And it would cost far less to actually maintain. But um, we wouldn't damage the other provisions of the Jones Act. We could still take a ship built in South Korea, put a U.S. flag on it. That's the second requirement. Have U.S. crew on it and um, have it U.S. owned. So it's a modest recommendation we're making at the Grassroot Institute, and that is what we call updating the Jones Act for the 21st century. And I can tell you a bit why we do that. Yeah, well, I guess I'm most interested in why not... uh call why not be calling for a wholesale straight clean repeal of the law well there are a lot of great people who are calling for that and many have done so for decades without any advancement whatsoever we have to look at the reality of the political climate here one of the largest uh, lobbies in con- for congress and other offices is the american maritime partnership and they're dedicated absolutely to keeping funded leaders who support the Jones Act. Now, the Jones Act, uh, however, 
is a very difficult thing to to alter because of that and because of vested lobbies with those concerned about some of the old arguments such as national security and preserving of jobs. So it's a very hard thing to call for a total repeal of the Jones Act. Instead, it may be more strategic for those of us who want to see change to start with some repeal of certain measures of the Jones Act. And the one we recommend at the Grassroots Institute is the United States build requirement. Because if we could take care of that one, we could probably take care of all of the economic problems or the major economic problems of the Jones Act. So Hawaii, of course, is very isolated relatively, but uh, the Jones Act also between Seattle and Portland and San Francisco uh, could be affected by as well. Well, the mainland United States is affected by the Jones Act in a couple of ways. First of all, the coasts themselves receive cargo, so they're directly impacted by the higher costs of the Jones Act. But in addition to that, inland areas that are not surrounded by water have to get cargo from the coasts. So they are also affected by the Jones Act to the extent that we import so much of what we consume in this country. What are some of the uh, businesses that have faced significant challenges solely because of this law in Hawaii? Well, any business really can measure the impact of Jones Act so costs of, of the cost of shipping. And uh, for example, the Kaloa Rum Company, which has been featured by Cato Institute, has kept track of the amounts of money that they've lost because of the shipping costs for just t- taking their rum around the world. There's a carpet company, American Carpet One, that has done the same thing. We know a great number of local businesses who uh, are very concerned about the additional costs of shipping because of the Jones Act. They they don't know exactly how much they're paying more, how much more they're paying, but they know they are. Are you seeing any progress on this? Well, we hope so, but it's a slow progress. Um, Hawaii's congressional delegation has generally been supportive of the Jones Act. But there is one congressman now, Ed Case, who has come out publicly, he has for many, many years, and said that he'd like to see some modifications to the Jones Act. And we're cheering him on because his modifications are are rather modest, such as exempting Hawaii and the non-contiguous regions. But they're a start, and it's part of a trend we we see of, of solutions. For example, Texas produces the cheapest and most available liquid natural gas on the planet. But did you know that that's not shipped to Hawaii? Because there's no Jones Act compliant ship that can take liquid natural gas. That's one of the strange things that hurts our own economy in our own country. A very simple solution would be to exempt Hawaii from the LN, or exempt Hawaii from the Jones Act requirement for the purpose of bringing in LNG. And Alaska has several little exemptions like that. It may not be the whole kit and caboodle, but at least it's a start. Kelly Akina is president of the Grassroot Institute of Hawaii. We spoke in Colorado Springs in October. You too can become a Cato podcast sponsor. Visit cato.org slash podcast sponsor to make a gift today. And thank you.